Johnson Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. The makers of Johnson Wax products for home and industry present Fibber McGee and Molly, written by Don Quinn and Phil Leslie, with music by the Kingsmen and Billy Mills Orchestra. When the end of the day comes around and you're out in the kitchen getting dinner, have you ever thought how nice it is to have floors that are always clean and sparkling? I mean linoleum floors that are protected regularly with Johnson's Glow Coat. They do sparkle and shine, and they're easy to keep that way. They brighten up your kitchen and make it a pleasanter place to work in. Spilled things are wiped up in a jiffy, and those old scrubbing days are gone forever. Glow Coat saves you work because it's self-polishing, needs no rubbing or buffing. And here's something you should know. The regular use of Johnson's self-polishing glow coat makes linoleum last six to ten times longer. That's one reason why linoleum manufacturers themselves recommend it. And it's a very good reason why you should try Johnson's glow coat on your floors. McGee's of 79 Westville Vista have been sticking very close to home lately. In fact, they haven't been three blocks from the house in months. But all that has been changed today, for here at 14th and Oak Streets, four blocks from the house, and on their way to the railroad station, we find Fibber McGee and Molly. Now, come on, Molly, we got to hurry. To me, the dumbest thing anybody can do is miss a train. To me, the dumbest thing anybody can do is get such a late start they might miss a train. Mm -hmm. And I can't walk any faster carrying this heavy suitcase. Well, cheer up. Another three blocks and it'll be my turn to carry it again. <laughs> oh, Gunner, where are all the taxi cabs in this town anyway? They're afraid to face all the increased business, I suppose. Oh, yellow, huh? <laughs> well, bye, George. Hey, here comes one. Hey, taxi! <laughs> he had seven people jammed in it already, dearie. They'll have to get that first passenger out with a fork like a bottle of olive. Did you call the station to find out what time the squaw leaves for San Francisco? Yes. Twenty after. Twenty after what? Just twenty after. That's as close as they dare predict these days. <laughs> Incidentally, that's an odd name for a train. Why do they call it the squaw? It goes out after the chief. <laughs> Well, I just wondered, but... McGee, here comes a cab. Hey! Hey, taxi! Taxi! Whistle, Molly! Whistle! <laughs> uh, did you see that? Wouldn't stop, and he had an empty cab. <laughs> and he was going about 40. Maybe he was trying to make the garage before he ran out of gasoline. Yeah. Could be. Or maybe you didn't whistle loud enough. 
I wish you wouldn't make me whistle like that, McGee. It isn't ladylike. Yeah. Well, gee whiz, you know, I tried to learn how once, but I got a pivot tooth, and it always turns around at me and blows me back two feet. <laughs> Gosh, I hope we don't miss that train. Oh, we'll make it. <laughs> don't you remember when we went... Hey, hey, I... here comes a taxi. Hey, taxi! Hey, taxi! That dress is dead. Well... That driver was at least friendly. He waved to you. Yeah. Would have been even friendlier if he'd taken his hand away from his face while he did it. Oh, well. Oh, well, he didn't mean it. Well, for goodness sakes, here comes Alice, darling. You who, Alice? Hello, Mrs. McGee. Hello, Mr. McGee. Creepers, aren't you a little late to catch that train? Oh, it don't leave till 20 after, Alice. 20 after what? Let's leave it at that, Alice. It gives us 24 chances. Oh. <laughs> what brings you downtown, Alice? I thought you were working at the airplane plant today. Oh, well, the foreman sent me down to the hardware store to get a pair of outside calipers. Heavenly days, Alice. Isn't it pretty chilly these days to be working outside? <laughs> <laughs> she don't know much about mechanics, Alice. <laughs> you see, Molly, uh, calipers are a tool that are used to... Yeah. Oh, it's what you got to use when you... It's a sort of an intricate thing with a... Uh, they're used to measure outside diameters. Oh, certainly. Outside diameter. <laughs> what they got you working on at the plant now, Alice? I'm tapering pinion flanges on booster gears for the intermediate drive shaft that controls the ratio between the hydraulic pressure housing and the hermetically sealed rig beat. Oh. Well, how interesting. And uh, what is a rig beat? Oh, that's a military secret, Mrs. McGee. Mm, pretty well guarded, eh? Guarded creepers. One of our workmen just pointed at it the other day and they shot his finger off. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky he didn't bow to it. <laughs> well, I don't want to delay you. I know you want to get down to that train. Yeah, we better be trotting along. See you when we get back, Alice. Now don't take any wooden shoe coupons, kid. <laughs> I won't. I might get in Dutch. Hope you make your train. <laughs> Isn't she a pretty girl, McGee? Yeah, she even looks good in coveralls. Some women look like they were paying off an election bet on President Taft. <laughs> you know, there's some... Oh, hey, here comes the taxi. Hey, taxi! Taxi! Oh, fine. Oh, well, thank goodness. Now, let me take the suitcase, Molly. It's too heavy for you to lift into the cab. Thank you. Now, which hand am I carrying it with? They're both numb. <laughs> Left hand, I got it. Yeah, come on. Okay, driver, take it away, and don't spare the spark plugs. Where to, Mac? To the Union Station in hurry now. You can walk there about as quick as I can drive you, folks. Well, we're in quite a hurry. And don't give me any argument, bud. Remember, the customer's always right. Yeah, but... Come on, come on, come on, get going. And if a cop stops you, I'll handle it. I'm strictly a guy that walks into the mayor's office with his hat on. But, uh, look, Doc... Oh, for goodness sake. Get going, will you? Right. <laughs> Here we are, Union Station. <laughs> 35 cents. Why, you only went across the street. 35 cents just to make a U-turn? Why, that's robbery. I tried to tell you, Mac. Huh? Now, do you reach for 35 cents, or do I reach for the jack handle? Let's see the jack handle. Here. Ah, uh, I reach. <laughs> Come on, Molly. <laughs> from the orchestra and I Dream of You.
Good heavens, McGee. Look at all the people. Is it always like this down here? Oh, sure. Stays just the same. For every person that goes away, somebody arrives. Oh, look at that sailor kissing that girl. He acts like he wouldn't see her again for years. And maybe he won't. Oh, yes, he will. He'll see her again tomorrow. How do you know? That's more Toops's boy, Charlie. Oh. Charlie always takes his girl to the station instead of the movies. <laughs> Kissing isn't as conspicuous down here. You see, in a movie... Yes, you're... sir. Yes, sir. Carry your suitcase, sir. Uh, oh, yeah. Here you are, bud. Yes, sir. What, what, what train, please? Uh, the Squaw. It leaves at 20 after, doesn't it? Right on the dock, ma'am. Though, uh, just between us folks, it's a very flexible dock. <laughs> What track does the squall leave on? I can't say, sir. It'll be announced over the loudspeaker, or you can ask at the information desk. I'll meet you folks in the train. Okay. My gosh, man. <laughs> Get a load of that mob around the information desk. They must be giving a pair of nylons away to the one who can ask the stupidest question. <laughs> oh, well, I suppose... Your attention, please. Passengers may now board the Panhandle Express for Tulsa, Amarillo, San Antonio, two towns I can't pronounce, and Galveston. <laughs> Ready at gate three, please. Have your tickets ready. Thank you. Ah, good old Texas. Where men are men even in high heels. Yes. <laughs> I wonder when the squaw leaves. Let's get to the information desk, Mark. But, darling, we'll never get there. There are 200 people ahead of us. Ah, bunch of peasants. No initiative. No brains. Sophisticated guys like me don't have to stand in line for anything. Oh, that's the spirit, dearie. That's the spirit that gets you poking the nose. Yeah. <laughs> now, you watch this, kid. Oh, follow me and you'll see how it's done. All right, folks. Now, don't crowd. There's plenty of time for everybody. Oh, dear. Now, move back there a little, please. That's it. We're trying to give you the best service we can. But there's a war on, you know. Now, move back a little, please. Who is that guy? Just wait your turn. Is this the information desk, sis? No, this is Grant's tomb. Will you please get back in line and wait your turn? Now, don't get uppity with me, sis. I'm a friend of the general passenger agent. A passenger agent has nobody but friends these days, sir. Now, please get back in line. You might as well get your information while you're up here, McGee. Well, Natch. <laughs> what track does the squaw leave on, sis? The squaw's not made up yet, sir. She's having a little trouble with her lipstick. <laughs> now, will you please get back in line? Oh, pipe down back there. Now, look, sis, you've been very impudent with me. I'm going to report you to the president of the road. Very well, sir. His name is George H. Abercrombie. And what's your name? Mrs. George H. Abercrombie. <laughs> Who is next, please? Now, look, sis, I Get want... that guy out of there! Oh, he's in the air! Come on, McGee, this will only lead to bloodshed in the train shed. Yeah, come on. <laughs> Fine state of how do you do when the guy can't even get some information. That's what you get for pushing yourself ahead of everybody. Yeah. I warn you. Your attention, please. If the gentleman who put the 15 cents in the cigarette machine will report to the station master's office, he will receive a refund and a short lecture on over-optimism. <laughs> A brief pause for station identification. This is the Union Station. Maybe this whole idea was a mistake, McGee. Uh, why don't we just give up and go home? No, sir. By George, this thing may mean 10,000 bucks to me, the biggest deal I ever got into. I'm going to be at that gate when the squaw's ready to pull out. Well, my goodness. Oh, there's Mr. Wilcox. You who, Mr. Wilcox? Hello, Molly. Hiya, pal. Gee, I never expected to meet you folks down here. Listen to him, will you? 
For ten years, at about this time on Tuesdays, he's been meeting us, and he still don't expect it. <laughs> you take a long time to catch on, Junior. Do you know what track the squaw leaves on, Mr. Wilcox? The squaw? Gee, that's that super deluxe train, isn't it? Well, the best is none too good for me, Junior. Got a big deal pending on the West Coast. Gosh, I always wanted to take a trip on that train myself. I hear they've got hot and cold running orange juice in every room. Sure. And when you get to Albuquerque, the Indians come aboard and sell you General Custer's scalp. <laughs> McGee bought three of them on his last trip. <laughs> well, look, how long are you folks going to be gone? Because Attention, I want... please. For Mr. Harlow Wilcox, the Johnson Wax representative, please report to the announcer's desk. Hey, that's you, Junior. Yeah, I know. Listen a minute. Calling Mr. Harlow Wilcox who sells that wonderful Johnson's Wax, which makes housework so much easier and protects floors, furniture, and woodwork against dust and dampness. Thank you. Why, that dirty double-crosser, he didn't say anything about... It's also marvelous for luggage and leather goods of all kinds. Well, all right. Lampshades, windowsills, and a thousand other protective and beautifying uses. Heavenly days, Mr. Wilcox. How'd you ever manage... Quiet a minute, Molly. He's got more than that to say to earn that ten bucks I slipped him. No, I'm through, Wilcox. I had to split with the station master. <laughs> That is all. Why, Waxy, I'm ashamed of you. That was sheer bribery. Oh, I just call it extra fare on the SP. Southern Pacific? Sales promotion. <laughs> Besides, it's all in the family. The announcer is my cousin, Big Gerald Wilcox. Well, have a nice trip, folks. I'll see you when you get back. Yeah, have a nice Cousin, Big Gerald Wilcox. <laughs> that guy's got more relatives than a dying millionaire. Hey, I hope that red cap don't lose my suitcase. Oh, he won't, dearie. Those boys are all bonded. I know, but it's that bonded stuff that always disappears first. <laughs> that suitcase had six... Your attention, please. Will the lady who left the baby in the women's lounge please go and speak to it for crying out loud? <laughs> Thank you. My goodness, you certainly see and hear some strange things around the railroad station, don't yeah, you, McGee? Fascinating place. Well, I better get busy. I don't even know what track the squall leaves on. I'll ask that Pullman porter over there talking to that woman. Don't you know who that woman is? Huh? That's Beulah. Oh, Beulah! Beulah! Well, for goodness sake, my people. Hi, Beulah. What are you doing down here in this square roundhouse? Oh, I just come down to meet Ira, sir. <laughs> Ira, that's a gentleman with whom I'm going to commit matrimony. <laughs> Ah, oh, yes, I met him one night when he called for you, Beulah. He seems very nice, too. Oh, I was a fine man, ma'am, and so considerate. He said, after we're married, I can have breakfast in bed every morning. <laughs> well, good for Ira. Yes, sir. Only thing when I bring it up to be real quiet on account, he don't like to get up till around 11. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have you set a date for the wedding yet, Beulah? Oh, still the time, ma'am. But something always seems to happen. Mm -hmm. One time we picked out a justice of the peace, friend of Ira's. Only he didn't get re-election, so that fell through. <laughs> then we got us a minister and he moved away, so that fell through. <laughs> <laughs> then Ira and me was going to lope and he put a ladder up to my window and the ladder busted. Oh, and Ira fell through. <laughs> well, the road to romance is full of chuck holes, Beulah. Yes, they sure is. It's also full of dangerous curves and soft shoulders. And I was too good looking to run around loose. Yes. You better grab him and marry him quick, Beulah. Good husbands are hard to find, especially after you marry them. Oh, I don't know. I'm not so hard to find. If I'm not at the Elks Club, you can always get me at the bowling alley. 
Well, uh, Beulah, I hope uh, we're not going to lose your valuable services uh, when you do get married. Oh, no, ma'am. At least not for a while, anyway. Ira, he don't expect me to give up my career. <laughs> and good jobs with nice folks is hard to get. Yeah, you can say that again. Yes, a good job with nice folks is hard no, to get. No, 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 Beulah. No, Mr. McGee was just agreeing with you. Oh, thank you, sir. And don't mention it. Hey, Beulah, you got any idea what time the squall leaves and on what track? No, sir, but they generally announce it over to speak louder. Yes, I suppose they do, but we'd better find out anyway in case we miss the announcement. And don't worry, we'll hear him. That guy's a one-man network. He's louder than a bag of peanuts at a sad movie. Oh, he's louder than a bag of peanuts. <laughs> I love that man. Poor Little Rhode Island. Poor Little Rhode Island, the smallest of the 48. You've got the prairie moon for which coyotes croon. But I still think that you're great. You're such a teensy-weensy poor Little Rhode Island. Then all the Texans yip by. I've been pushed around like a boot camp wheelbarrow. I'm going to take this up with the big shots. Well, why not? It's always a good idea to deal with executives. You betcha. They may not know as much as the employees, but they conceal their ignorance better. Hmm. <laughs> well, bye, George. Your attention, please. If Mr. Omar J. Crunkleheist will call at ticket window number three, an upper berth has been reserved for him on the Onion Grower Special. Happy 
come on, let's get going, McGee. I've been standing around this railroad station so long, I'm almost tempted to say it. Say what? So long. No. I didn't come down here to get treated like this. I've asked 12 people when and where the squall leaves, and nobody seems to know. You know what I'm going to do? What? I'm going right to the office of the president. Oh, now, McGee, I don't know whether you don't can do Don't worry that. now. Don't worry. I can do it. I tuned the piano, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, where is the president? I don't know, but I'll find out. Hey, I'll ask that heavy-set guy over there. Hey, bud. Yes? Well, heavenly days, it's Dr. Gamble. Hello, doctor. Hello, Molly. Hello, Groucho. What are you looking so sore about? Oh, I can't get any information around this joint. I got business on the West Coast, and I can't seem to find out when the squall leaves or on what track she leaves on. So you're taking a train trip, are you? Yep. You realize you're making a chump out of me as a fortune teller, my friend? What do you mean, Doctor? I always predicted he'd be ridden out of town on a rail. <laughs> now he's going out on two of them. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're getting away for a while, McGee. It's going to be very therapeutic. Oh, I don't know. I think it might be good for me. <laughs> That's what I said, ignoramus. Just where are you going if I'm not being too nosy? Oh, Don't just... tell him, Molly. Don't tell him. The old snoop is just being inquisitive. Why, you egocentric little jackdaw? I don't care two bucks in a brass ashtray where you go. Huh? <laughs> or how far or for how long. In fact, if you ever want a roomette on a rocket to Neptune, I know 40 people who'll beg to chip in for it. Those are harsh words, Doctor. Ah, harsh words, my clavicle. He's so full of wind, he can whistle Dixie through his ears. <laughs> take it easy there, lobster pot. Take it easy, or I'll take you across my lap and dust your holsters. Now, boys, for goodness You sake. haven't had a lap for 20 years. <laughs> you muscle-bound old serum salesman. Is that so? Why, you... you... Hey, I don't want you to miss your train, McGee. I think we'd better be going at that, Doctor. Yeah, nice to have seen you, Doc, old man. Same here, buddy. Have a nice trip. I'll miss you. Well, thanks, Doc. See you soon. Take care of yourself, boy. I will, sport. <laughs> well, come on, man. Ah, isn't he a sweet old character? Yeah, great guy, Doc. Do you think you and he will ever really come to blows, dearie? Nah, we're both in such lousy condition we wouldn't dare. <laughs> well, come on, Molly. Here's the executive offices right here. Hey, maybe the president of the railroad doesn't have his offices here, McGee. Oh, I'll soon find out from Gravel Gertie over there. Hey, sis, I want to talk to the president of the railroad. Or the chairman of the board. Or somebody. I'm getting mighty uh, tired. Excuse me, sir. I was just passing through when I heard you mention the president of the railroad. What could I do for you? Heavenly days, are you a railroad president? Yes, madam. Why not? Well, it can't be much of a railroad. You're not wearing a gates ajar collar. You... Well, we we only wear those in the advertisements, madam. Oh? Now, uh, what could I do for you, sir? I am Mr. Abercrombie. Well, I'm glad to know you, Ab. <laughs> this is my wife, Mrs. McGee. How do you do, I'm sure? Oh, how do you do? I'm her husband, Mr. McGee. <laughs> now look, Ab, old man, I want to ask a simple question and I want a simple answer. When and where does the squall leave this station? Track nine at 20 after. 20 after what, Mr. Abercrombie? Don't fence me in, Mrs. McGee. <laughs> 20 after whatever hour it's made up. I can't give you any more information than that. Oh, you can't, eh? Do you want it kicked around in railroad circles in Washington that you refuse to assist a federal investigator, Abercrombie? <laughs> A federal invest... 
Oh, certainly not, sir. Certainly not. I was merely going... That's all, Abercrombie. You... You either give me some cooperation around here, or... I'd, uh, like to ask you for your credentials, Mr. McGee. I have nothing more to say, Abercrombie. Come, Mrs. McGee. <laughs> shall we, uh, shall we walk or run? <laughs> I say I'd like to ask for your credentials, sir, but... <laughs> of course, I won't. <clears throat> I'll take you to the gate and see that you catch the squall myself. Now, right this way, please. And, Miss Jones? Yes, sir? If Harrison of the Missouri and Akron calls, give him $3,500,000 for that 30-mile spur track. Take it out of petty cash. Come, Mr. McGee. I'll meet you at gate nine, Mr. McGee. I'll go ahead and clear the way for you. Oh, thanks, Ab. You know, McGee, you're going to get in trouble one of these days. Mm. You're no federal investigator. Oh, I was once. Remember when I investigated prospects for the federal loan on your signature-only company? Back in Peoria, I was the first customer. Come on, hurry up. All right, Mr. McGee. Right through the gate here. One side, please, folks. Thank you. What car is your reservation in, sir? Uh, this car right here is the one I want, bud. Here we are, the mail car. Hey, hey, you in there. Hey, bud. Uh, yeah, take this letter, will you? <laughs> Thanks. Well, <laughs> that's that, Molly. Oh, I see, Mr. McGee. A postal inspector. No. No, he's a limerick writer. A uh, uh, what? I'm entering a limerick contest on the coast, Abercrombie. Had to mail my entry on this train, it would have been too late. Might mean 10,000 bucks to me if I don't get that in there in time. Well, I'll be... You mean you're not leaving on this train? Why, certainly not. Suppose they answered that letter and I wasn't here. That'd be an old... Oh, there you are, sir. Uh, where shall I put your suitcase? Uh, just put it in a taxi cab, Red Cap. Yeah, make it snappy, will you, Red Cap? I got three weeks washing in that bag, and I got to get to the laundry before it closes. Come on, Molly. Thanks, Abercrombie. Have you ever noticed how important those last finishing touches are to the looks of your home? Just the right curtains or lampshades, the proper placement of pictures, yes, and the rich gleam of wax-polished floors and furniture and accessories. When you enter a home that's wax-protected, you can tell the difference immediately, because the beauty that wax gives is unmistakable. Floors become lovelier with every application of Johnson's Wax. Tabletops and chair arms and bookcases have elegance and charm when they wear a coat of Johnson's Wax. Windowsills, Venetian blinds, picture frames, and ornaments look their best if you keep them clean and shining with regular applications of that same Johnson's Wax. It costs so little, goes so far, yet nothing equals it for making your home inviting. You never did show me that limerick you sent in. What was it? A 10,000 bucks first prize to the best limerick about gas rationing. Oh, and what did you send? I says, a civilian named John Henry Cass kept yapping for more and more gas, but shut up about fuel when they sent his renewal addressed simply to Mr. Jackass. Well, that's very good, dearie. Mm -hmm. I thought so. Good night. Good night, all.
This is Harlow Wilcox speaking for the makers of Johnson Wax Finishes for Home and Industry, inviting you all to be with us again next Tuesday night. Good night. This is the National Broadcasting Company.